Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Matt. I'm Moira. <laughs> we have a we're an illustrative podcast today, apart from me, uh, although Mel's not here either. Yeah, <laughs> we have replaced a Mel with uh, another awesome Canadian uh, lady. It's Dr. Moira Brown. Yay. Can we like split Yay, Moira in half, and like half of you can replace Mel, and the other half can replace Tammy? Sure, sure yeah. I can do that. Okay, split. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, you, when oh, you do, um, you have to do like a Canadian. Oh no! Oh, dust everywhere. Oh, it's terrible. Um, wait a minute. When you do your comments, you have to do a Canadian or an American accent. You know, whether you're yeah. Mel or Tammy. Oh, <laughs> Start practicing now. <laughs> no pressure. Um, Tammy's not here this week because she has a very busy day of family stuff. And has not watched the episode yet, um, but I just said to, to these guys, she was very excited when I told her it was a Ward and Davos-heavy episode this week. That made her very happy, so I think she's excited to see it. I didn't tell her that, obviously, there's lots of Gary in this week's episode either, which would be the most important thing. Isn't that right, Matt? Best new character? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Moira, you've sent us feedback for Iron Fist, I believe, yes, earlier in the season. Yes, a couple season. times. Sporadically, um, yes. <laughs> but have you watched like the whole thing? Okay, so true confessions. Yeah, I, have. <laughs> I uh, about a month ago, I just kind of scurried ahead and went and went right through to the end. Um, but but here's the funny thing: we have what one episode left, right? Yep. Honest to God, if you ask me what happens next week, I don't think I can tell you. I it's like I kind of know what the last scene is, and that's all that stuck with me. <laughs> You know what, honestly, same for me as well. (laughs) Which I think might be a bit of an opinion spoiler to say, you know, that, eh, whatever. So, yeah, I have actually finally finished it. Well, this one kind of feels almost like a finale as well, like a pre-finale, you know, because it sort of resolves the whole whole Bakuto thing, we think. Um, So I remember thinking how are they going to do another episode? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but they, I mean, they do kind of wrap stuff up, I guess, and sort of set things up for the Defenders. Um, what were your thoughts overall on the series compared to, you know, like the other ones, like Daredevil? Yeah, so I think, I think probably I'm going to fall right into line with, I think, every other guest you've had and say, you know, for me, my favorite is Jessica Jones, and then comes Daredevil, and then comes uh, Luke Cage, and then comes this one. Um, so... You know, nothing new there. It's 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 not terrible. I mean, I, you know, it's it's fine. But I think I find um, Danny Rand the way he's played. He he just keeps on being such a little kid from for all of it, really. And and when he's trying to look earnest and intense or angry or whatever, like in this one, when he turned right before spoiler alert, right before he decides to start fighting with Davos, he ends up instead of looking deeply troubled, he just looks constipated to me, you know. <laughs> he does the shaky head. Yeah, I think it's just the actor, maybe, that that um he's he's okay, you know, but <sighs> whatever. So and the other thing that you've also touched on is um they're insisting on having this romantic relationship between Danny and Colleen, and and I, it's not needed. And I really like her as a character, and um, I don't like the idea that they're almost implying that one of the reasons, um, you know, he's staying, 
or at least at the end of this episode, we get the impression he's staying in New York. I don't know. But it's almost like, oh, yes, I found you, and, you know, I never felt this before, and that's partly what's swaying him, and that bugs me. Mm-hmm. So, I know I'm kind of a long-winded answer. Sorry. It's fine. It's, it's Yeah, it's watchable enough. But I also agree with you. It's slow in the middle, and then it kind of ramps up again toward the end. So, yeah, it's okay. But, you know, I, it's more like I just want to get on with now the Defenders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I felt like this was a you know a chore I had to get through in order to get there. So yeah, that seems to be how a lot of people think, and I, I think as well that um, the fact that it is the last show before the Defenders doesn't do it any favors anyway, and the fact that it is not as hitting the ground amazing. I, I you know I enjoy it and everything, um, but I think that it, it kind of has a lot to run up against even before the show was released if you know what i mean yeah but people are just impatient by this point to get to the defenders yeah but on a positive note like i really enjoy ward i love him as a character Uh, yeah and i and i love howard too because he's just you know he's just diabolical and if i compare that if i compare that to say cottonmouth and Diamondback, I really enjoyed Cottonmouth. Diamondback, I was so bored by. Like the latter yeah. half of Luke Cage, I, sorry to say it, but I, I, that was almost painful for me to make myself get through. I just didn't care. Really didn't yeah. care. So at least, you know, our, our bad guys here. Oh, and Madam Gao. I mean, she is amazing, right? I really enjoy her. So there are por- portions of this that are really well done and really interesting and, and have me intrigued. So I'm glad some of those people will carry on, like Madam Gao, presumably. But in general, yeah, I think it's more that the, oh, the Danny Rand storyline. Yeah, I don't know what I wanted differently, but um, parts of it just leave me kind of meh. Mm-hmm. No, it's cool. It seems to, you know. Mm, I'm not saying. I, I, see, well, I'm not convinced about that. <laughs> no way. She'll be. Oh, she's so awesome. She has to be back. She's got to show up in the Defenders as well, right? I would hope so. I mean, this is a woman who can like throw people across rooms and, you know, with a little wave of her hand. Surely to heavens, a room isn't going to keep her prisoner, right? <laughs> you can't keep a good gal down. Exactly. Yeah, she better be back. I love that. I love that woman. <laughs> Yeah, I need like all the awesome villains to just team up together. Mm-hmm. Her. Be great. Uh, cool. So there's a little bit of news this week, not much. Um, uh, one is, I think I mentioned last week uh, anyway, but they, they've confirmed that next year there will be three Netflix series by the look. So Daredevil season three, Jessica Jones season two and Luke Cage season two. Uh, I think I mentioned that last week. Um, The only bit of news I saw that relates to kind of Marvel stuff I wanted to mention for you, Matt, is that there was an interview with Vice this week uh, with uh, uh, Vice interviewed Rachel Talalay, who is the director of Tank Girl, that old movie, (laughs) and also has worked on episodes of Flash, Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow. And she basically said that she would absolutely love to do a She-Hulk movie. Oh, yeah, I read that. And I was like, yes, yes, I would love for that to happen. So I wanted to get your opinion on this. Well, that's not anything uh, concrete, but yeah, it's exciting to think it could happen. I would love for it to happen. I love She-Hulk. Yeah, it would be great. Or just have just have her show up in Daredevil, like, in name only, like Jennifer Waters. That would be great as well. <laughs> Everything I've ever wanted. Uh, yeah, and that was basically the news. 
So this week we are discussing episode 12 of Iron Fist, Bar the Big Boss. This was written by Scott Reynolds and directed by Andy Goddard. And the synopsis is, Ward receives an offer with strings attached. Davos advocates for an extreme solution. I think it's that extreme. Well, maybe the bit about blowing up the compound's extreme, but killing Bakugo, I'm like, no, the dude needs to be killed. Uh, and a deadly duel gets personal. Uh, yeah, as always, the synopsis are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, first scene we get is is Ward, and I put 12 exclamation marks because I'm so excited that Ward's back. How many episodes And he's strapped to the bed. Oh, about, yeah, two, I think, at least. Mm. Yeah, probably about two. Feels like forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we wish you would. We love you. Um, but he's like strapped to the bed, kind of Danny style, like he was earlier on in the series. And then it kind of mirrors the Danny scenes when we get this creepy phantom Harold drawing his knife and Ward's hallucinating. And yeah, that's not not nice. And Ward is acting his little heart out in this scene. He is. <laughs> so good yeah I love him his, what is not good though is his hair going on in this scene <laughs> it's come like, on he's, it's he's like, been he's been in withdrawal he's sweaty and nauseous and give him a break Claire. But he's got sweat and stuff and his hair's all sticking up all over the place yeah, and it's like in Twin Peaks where Cooper had obviously the product in his hair and he slept funny and had like the little curl in his hair sticking up but like Ward's got curls in his hair sticking up everywhere <laughs> It's insane. So I'm going to be guilty of being really annoying and just, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) and just point out that. Yeah, well, just to say that uh, delusions aren't part of narcotic withdrawal. (laughs) So I'm just saying. What? Train spotting lied to me? (laughs) Train spotting. (laughs) The vomiting and the diarrhea and the sweating, that part's true. But anyway, what you think it wasn't about the withdrawal? Because I thought that's what they were implying when the nurse came in and said, well, he, you know, he had uh, hallucinations before that, right? After he killed his yeah. dad. Oh, oh yeah, fair enough. People in the car, so I think it's him. It's the oh, guilt and okay. it's just everything. He's kind of having a bit of a psychotic break. That like, makes me like, better. <laughs> okay. I don't know what Renton's excuse is in train spotting now. Oh, <laughs> Renton, do no. it. Do you know what's funny, though? I think I've been watching too much iZombie because when his dad leans in toward him, I expected him to try to, like, bite his head. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's had his makeup on. Yeah, he looked like he was kind of made out of flaking plaster or something. It was weird. Super creepy. Um, yeah. Uh, this nurse is also super creepy because she just comes in and kind of tries to sort him out and then quotes the Bible at him. And I was like, well, that's not going to help, love. And then she just leaves again. I know it wasn't was like, too bad, and, right? Nurse, it, it was not too bad until she quoted Bible at him, and then I went, "Oh no, <laughs> she, she's not to be trusted." <laughs> I was like, "Nurse Stacy, not not helping," and he would like freaks out when she leaves as well. Mm. Was like bouncing up and down on that bed, um, and then later on we get a shadowy character in the corner of the room, which I couldn't remember who it was. I thought it was Harold. I thought that we were getting like a mirror of the scene in which Harold visited Danny and obviously then it's it's professional creep Bakuto creeping around this episode as well all over the place and he adds this drug to Ward's IV this drug looks like washing up liquid <laughs> it's like bright green 
It does. It looks like um, windshield wiper fluid. It's green, right? Yeah. I was like, I don't trust this drug. No. Yeah. He's just like, this will sort you out, your, your, you've been, you know, your addiction to this heroin. Just oh, think about it for a minute. You know, you've been hooked up to an IV recently, Claire, I think. Um, uh, many IVs. I still yes, have the bruises. Yes. Can you imagine how terrifying, seriously, to wake up from, you know, your, your state and you see some stranger in the room and they're injecting something into you. You can see the green flowing in. You have no idea what it is. That's terrifying. Oh. I was terrified even when they were just like doing um, like liquids, like um, saline or whatever it was they used to hydrate you. Um, let alone something looking like windscreen wiper fluid, like you said. I'd be like, no, I'd rip that um, IV out of my hand. Yeah. Well, he would, yeah, except he's strapped down and he can't. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's true. Um, so this is when Bakuto gives him the offer. He's going to free Ward from Harold by removing Harold's immortality. Um, and then Bakuto wants to run Rand via Ward um, and wants help to capture the Iron Fist. And Ward looks kind of unsure. We don't know what he's going to decide. And then we go to a scene that's far less interesting. Because <laughs> I was like, I love, I, I was so happy we had Ward. And I was like, yay, Ward. And then we went back to Danny and Colleen. I was like, oh, oh, oh. which kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. um, but they're walking the street. Obviously, Colleen's still in shock. And then Davro, uh, Dav, Davos, Davros, uh, Davos. Uh, is I know, Danny I keep doing that Colleen. too. <laughs> I know, it's terrible. Other show, <laughs> different show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he is obviously pissed off that Danny told the hand about his existence. And this is when they, they're literally going to have a fight. And Danny's like between them going, don't fight. I love you both. No. So I want your opinion, guys. I think it was Matt A that said that he got really irritated with Davos as kind of time went on because he thought he was super whiny. Um, what do you guys think? I understand him. <laughs> Me too. I, I, yeah. I think I think uh, Danny's more whiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Davos at least is he's just um, single-minded and goal-directed, and he feels betrayed. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's true to that. Yeah, and I I don't think he's because uh, I kind of agree with him that yeah, Kunlun is left unguarded. Like, yeah, and that is where. I mean, Danny lived there from when he was 10 years old. He lived there for yeah. 15 years. Davos was born there, we presume. Mm. Um, that is the place where both of them grew up. And he's obviously thinking of those people back there yeah. as well. And, well yeah, I, I totally get him. Yeah, Danny abandoned his duty, uh, you know, dereliction of duty. Um, and he's seemingly been seduced by a minion of the hand. I mean, from Davos's point of view, yep. right? I understand it all. So, yeah. yeah, me too. Now I'm imagining Colleen dressed as one of the minions, Moira, with her dungarees. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I think like Davos already didn't, you know, he wasn't, you know, whatever about Colleen. Then he finds out she's the hand. And right. Yeah, he's totally. And, and the hand is completely diabolical. There's nothing about them that one should ever trust, which yeah. I would say from what we've seen of this universe, that's pretty true, right? Yeah. Like. Colleen is absolutely an anomaly. Um, and I'm unclear. You may have covered it and I may have forgotten. But are we... Um, okay, I guess her main function, she was set up to have this dojo to basically recruit young people into 
mm-hmm. the hand without necessarily realizing yeah. what she was, right? That was it. Mm-hmm. So the Danny well, Rand. She knew she was recruiting them into the hand, but she didn't right. realize the whole what the hand was side of the hand. Right. Yeah. So the fact that Danny stumbled into her presence was really truly just serendipity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, but then um, I think after that, she sort of informed Bakuto and then he kind of encouraged the yes. not the relationship yes. but he encouraged her to sort of stay in contact with Danny and then she mm-hmm. ended up falling in love with him anyway not suspicious um, not suspicious at all <laughs> not at all uh, and so the next thing we go back to the penthouse of doom and as always whenever we're in the penthouse of doom I'm looking at that tank now to see if poor dead Kyle is still in it me too it's not it, just so me I'm glad it's not just me. Every single time I look for him. I assume <laughs> if he was still there, you'd be smelling him. I would think so. Well, like later on when Ward's like, where's Kyle? Like, has anyone seen Kyle lately? I wanted to have him be like, he's right there. And just point at him. <laughs> I, like when, I like when she's like, who's Kyle? <laughs> oh, I was like, that's in my quotes, but I was like, that's going to upset Tammy. That Joy doesn't know who Kyle is. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Kyle. She never, she no. never had the pleasure. I mean, Oh, never had the pleasure of meeting Kyle. Poor Kyle. Kyle, don't get no respect. (laughs) (laughs) We'll remember you, Kyle. You'll be there in our hearts. (laughs) Uh, So Joy and Harold are watching the monitors of this uh, transactions, and they reminisce over his chemo treatments. (laughs) We find out that Joy used to be obsessed with singing Beyonce, I guess, at him. If someone was singing Crazy in Love to me while I was having chemo, I'd I'd not be happy. (laughs) I'd be like, oh. I don't know. It's I your kid. You put you you put up with a lot from your children, Claire. <laughs> I guess. But yeah. like the guys having chemo, and you're gonna sing the same song to him over and over. And you sing some great hits. Come on. <laughs> and Joy wants to take a family vacation once everything's sorted with Harold Ward, Joy, and Danny. <laughs> Poor sweet, sweet naive Joy. <laughs> oh, little does she know. And then uh, Singleton, this security guy, arrives, and I've written my notes, where's Gary? Any <laughs> 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 opportunity to see Love him. Exactly. Um, but we do see him in this in this scene. He's kind of standing in the background looking. And I was like, oh, there's Gary. Yay. <laughs> there's Gary. Um, where's Gary? Uh, so Ward, Ward enters, and Joy immediately hugs him. But Harold's not pleased, and Ward, this is where Ward's trying to... Uh, get joy out of the building and saying you know she needs to leave and that's not harold because part of harold's soul was left in the ground or whatever and yeah it's kind of you know he's really just trying to get her out there and stay calm and it's only when he loses his temper you know she's kind of like a bit freaked out obviously joy i like the fact that he calls him harold as well he's like not even calling him dad now it's harold right well it's not his dad because he's so... No, no. He's a As a, a, slight, a slight sidestep into Calavici fashion cash territory, um, I thought Ward looked great in, yeah. this, in this scene. No that, more sweaty brow. Wiper fluid oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, did, it did some wonders for him, I think. I love Ward. Like, yeah. honestly, my favorite character in this It's, it's so funny because uh, at first I wanted to punch him. 
So me too. I was oh, about yeah. to say at the beginning, Claire was saying, "Oh, I quite like this character." I remember, you know, the first two or three episodes, thinking, "Really, Claire? Really? Oh my God, really?" But now I have seen the light and I understand, and I am, I am standing behind you, sister. <laughs> You're great. on the ward train. I am on the ward train. Sign me up. And I think as well, it's the actor. He does such a good job in this role. Mm. Well, you can um, see him get this sort of center backbone. You know, you almost see him yeah. visibly grow a backbone in this scene. And I think, yes, finally. Oh, yeah. He's, he's just great. He's, he always just looks like there's stuff going on behind behind the eyes. You know, there's you can see him kind of calculating stuff in his head. And it, you, it's always good when you can see a character thinking, you know. Yes. They're not just, it's not an actor just reciting lines. Yes, because he's trying to get her out. Yeah, get her yeah. out of the room and not make his, his monster dad aware. And yeah, it's very well done. His monster dad. Yeah, monster dad. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like a 80s, like, kiddie <laughs> horror film. Like, Monster Squad, but it's monster dad. <laughs> um, and this is where Singleton and Gary try to stop Ward from grabbing Joy. And mm-hmm. Ward grabs uh, Gary's gun. Oh, Gary, doing a rubbish job. That's why you're going to get taken down in a minute. Yep. Um, <laughs> and they're going to run for the elevator, but professional creeper Bakuto is in the elevator. And I, I just, I couldn't help but laughing because I was just thinking, has Bakuto been waiting in there and just going up and down in the elevator until he got called up? <laughs> or just standing in the elevator until Ward called it up so he can be like, I'm here. Yeah. Or, or he like tried to stay in there to make a dramatic entrance, but you just hear like the elevator like error sound, like eh, as he holds yeah, the door open. Like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, just, oh. he always has to make the most dramatic entrance I love it. <laughs> I just hate like, him so much. He just oh, his smug little face. I just want to oh, wipe so the smirk off his face. I he's like this this stupid, you know, college boy condescending. Ugh. I, I don't have the words. I'm losing my words <laughs> to try to describe. <laughs> he annoys me so much because he just thinks he's so superior. And really, you're just another version of evil incarnate. You're another minion in the big scheme of things. Even when, like, this time when I was watching the episode and I knew what was going to happen with, like, the fight with him and Colleen at the end, I just was really hoping she would chop his head off. Yes. Because I'm assuming, obviously, that he's got the immortality thing as well and they're going to have to chop his head off in order for him to, you know, not come back. There's also, I guess, because we find out about chopping the head off, that means that Nobu will not be coming back because didn't Stick chop his head off in Daredevil Season 2? Did he? I think he did. I think he like sliced his throat with his sword. He like jumped down, sliced his throat, and then cut his head off, oh. which means he can't come back. Which yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> I want Peter Poder to come back. Um, and then this is when Joy obviously realizes that Ward is working with the hand, and Bakuto takes Ward down by just doing like a a little palm flick to Ward's chest, and I was like, oh, no, Ward! I was expecting his heart to explode or something. Every time he, he enters the penthouse of horribleness, somebody hits him somewhere. Kidneys, something. It's, Just, it's a thing. Yeah, he always gets beaten up. I, like, I do like the fact, and I kind of laughed, because <laughs> I mean, that when the hand guys gun down Singleton and Gary, the only person that has blood on, on her is Joy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Over her. I know because it should really that splatter. We all watch CSI. <laughs> that splatter yep. should be on Harold as well. 
I was wondering if they meant it as some kind of thing that Joy is the only one that hasn't killed anyone. So it's symbolic that she's kind of on the dark side now or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Because both, both Maybe Ward just and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I look into these things too much and I think, well, maybe it means this and that. And it's probably well, I thought it was more just because they wanted to show how gross out she'd be by it. You know, she's got <laughs> it's bits of him all over her. It's kind of disgusting. So Yeah, Harold would probably be like, mmm, blood. And this is when Bakudo explains the deal. And this is when Joy is shocked that Ward made a deal to kill Harold. Um, and this is when they, they force Harold to the ground and they're going to remove his head because that means that he will there'll be no return. And poor Ward, all he wants is for Bakuto not to kill Harold in front of Joy. This is oh, like that's probably love. We're all on we're, we're all on Ward's side here, but then we're like, oh, totally. this, this does look really bad for him. <laughs> like it looks yeah. like he's he's an evil person right now. From Joy's perspective, yeah. 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 But we we love Ward. Yes. Yeah. And Bakuto takes Ward's phone. <laughs> And he's just so, and he's all smirky and smug when he does that as well. I, I was know. like, oh. Because I want to make a call. Just slap it. Just slap his face. Slap it. Yeah. Slap the phone out of his hand. Yep. <laughs> uh, so in the next thing he gets kind of a, it's like a nice switcheroo on the scenes we usually see. And it's Danny treating Colleen's wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and Colleen's still in shock. Uh, and then they discuss duality uh, in life. <sighs> Something, you know what? Colleen says something like it's the truest sign of wisdom. Yeah, I, like, oh. I actually wrote this down because I had no idea what they were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I, I looked it up because I was, I don't know why, it stuck in my craw and I wanted to understand it. So what he says is the longer, the longer I spend in New York, the more I recognize the duality in life. So I look up, okay, in that context, what does duality mean? And as best as I could put it together, he means the existence of both good and evil at the same time. So potentially within the same person or, you know, the same city, whatever, the good and evil side of people. And then when she says, my grandmother always said that was the truest sign of wisdom, I'm like, well, yeah, in other words, it's seeing the world in shades of gray. Yeah. And little puppy dog Danny has been raised, like Davos, to see things in a very black and white way. And yeah. so I, I guess that's supposed to mean he's, you know, basically he's maturing and seeing things are a little bit more complex and subtle. He's becoming but, a dog and not a puppy. But the way that they do that, those two lines, um, maybe they just expect us all to be brilliant and know what the heck they mean. But I thought it was a little bit um, obscure or a bit, you know, not clear enough well, I, I what, what they like were trying what to they say. Were kind of yeah, because I thought what they were trying to do a referral to was like, because mm-hmm. we have the whole thing in this episode where, you know, at the end of it, he's like, I am Danny Rand and I am the Iron Fist. And it's like the duality and people telling him he's got to be one or the other. And Dabble saying, you know, you've just got to be the Iron Fist and not Danny Rand. And it's trying to do the du- duality of self more of the, mm-hmm. more than the duality of of um, good and evil of good and evil but I, I yeah i found it a bit unclear i don't know like what you thought matt i didn't really get what they were trying to say mm, not really <laughs> yeah hey writers you could have worked on that a little bit better <laughs> but Sarah, you're probably right it's probably all of that it's all those you know inferences rolled into one it's just it's just poorly stated that's all um anyway but i did like the scene between them for what it was worth, you know. Yeah, I liked I like this scene. With this, I I I still just wish that these two were not lovers. I wish they were. Yeah. 
friends comrades. and comrades in arms. Comrades, yeah, comrades in arms. The funny thing they were is, it, well, at the end of the scene, suddenly Davos is there, and it's sort of. Uh, he, it took me by surprise. It was like, oh, is he in the room? Is he walking too. all this? Yeah. So strange. <laughs> He's always creeping around. Mm-hmm. Him and Bakudo could have a creep off. Ninja. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then this is when uh, Danny's phone rings and Bakuto shows the video and shoots Joy in the stomach. Was, and I remember watching this the first shocking. time. Me and Rebecca yeah. were like, oh! Yeah. yeah. Yes, Did not see that out. Yeah, I'm very, very shocked. Yeah. 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 And I was convinced in this episode that she was going to die. I'm not saying if she does or not, but obviously the last we see she's in the hospital, but I was convinced she was going to die in that penthouse. And it was going to like some, you know, it was going to make uh, Harold crack even we, more than he has. Really. Have we had anyone die in these Marvel series that hasn't been like an old mentor who's like, you know, it's time for them to go anyways? Uh, <laughs> How soon we forget? Oh come on! You know what I mean. Like somebody, uh, an important character. Electra, <laughs> um, uh, but she's coming back. Yeah. Um, Not really. Um, yeah, because Ben Urich was an old mentor character. Yeah. Oh, who else? I guess you don't consider Cottonmouth an important character. He does. Well, he's a bad guy. You kind of expect oh, it for okay. bad guys. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, yeah. um, uh, Claire's friend in the hospital. I can't remember her name. The one who got killed she's by not the a hand. major character. No, but she's minor, minor. Yeah. Hmm, maybe uh, not. Mm, mm. Clancy Brown, but he was evil. Uh, <laughs> he's always evil. <laughs> no. As soon as you see him in it, you're like, well, he's a villain. So they haven't really, yeah, exactly. They haven't really established that we can lose these like main characters yet. So, well, ones that aren't. I was still mental. shocked that they killed Ben Urich because he's such a big part of the comics. Yeah. That oh, really surprised oh. me in Daredevil season one. Hmm. Um, yeah, so obviously Danny is freaking out and... Uh, and Bakuto basically says Danny has to get Joy to the hospital in 30 minutes. Um, if he doesn't, Joy will die and they will kill Harold. And Davos argues, oh, he's like, oh, who cares about them? <laughs> and Danny totally pulls a rank on Davos and says, I'm the Iron Fist. <laughs> and it just made me think of what Brad was saying last week of, are you the Iron Fist, Davos? Are you the Iron Fist? No, I'm the Iron Fist. Who are you? <laughs> Yeah, don't tell me what I can't do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But here, here I have a question. So in the next scene, um, Bakuto says that they have two minutes to go. So does that mean Bakuto waited 28 minutes to give her this painkiller and for to compress the wound? Because then he, he gives like <laughs> some towels and he's like, here, compress the wound. This will help with the pain. I was like, well, you've just waited 28 minutes, Bakuto. Like... <laughs> You know, she's probably bled out by now. No one, ever, no one ever said he was a nice guy. <laughs> no. Like, yeah. 28 minutes, like, God. <laughs> she's like, help, I'm bleeding to death. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, so time is up. Bakuto draws his sword. And we get the harshest last words I think I've ever heard oh, from a character. <laughs> like, this is like a sword through my ward-loving heart. Oh. Oh. <laughs> he basically says, tells Ward he that Ward is his biggest disappointment and that he loves Joy. I was yes. like, oh, so harsh. I was, I was expecting Ward to leap off of that, you know, off of the sofa, grab the sword and just do the job. <laughs> 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 just his head. Yeah. I do like the fact that that thing with, like, the resurrected 
people from the hand, you know, the way you can kill them forever is the same as zombies, you know, like just destroy mm-hmm. the brain. Or a Highlander. Because they basically, or, oh yeah, that's true, I forgot about that. Yeah. I guess it's just the rule, if you're immortal, this is how you die. You remove the head. But it didn't work for Jack Harkness in uh, Torchwood, though, or Wolverine, did it? Uh, so Danny arrives in the sp- in the last split second and stops the kill, and then Harold again <laughs> shoves Ward out the way to take the joy. Like God, like, I just feel so bad for Ward. Do you get the impression? Because I was starting to question whether Joy um, is starting to see what Ward means. Like when she heard her father's last words. That's pretty shocking. And then when he behaves that way and shoves Ward away, I mean, is there a little part of her brain, despite all of her pain and her fear, that can kind of, you know, compute that and say, wow, maybe there really is something very off about him? I don't know. I don't think so, because I think this is the way he's kind of always treated Ward, you know. Well, but I thought Ward said it one point. because... Yeah, because he yeah. did used to sort of hold Ward up, didn't he, more? Yeah, and he did um, say until he came back, that, that's when it started. Like, when he came back from the dead, that's when this started. Well, we know that he was horrible to Ward before, because he would beat uh, him up before as well. Uh, that's true. So, I don't know. I think she's just anyway, so out of it at this point maybe. that she doesn't know what's going on. Um, it's just me being hopeful that she's <laughs> starting to see the light, that's all. Danny says the obvious in this scene as well, where he runs up to Joy... And says she needs a doctor. And I wrote my notes. Oh. <laughs> hey, this person who half an hour ago you said needs a doctor, she needs a doctor. Yes. Yes, Danny. <laughs> uh, so he agrees to leave with Bakuto and they handcuff him. Um, and Danny is pissed off at Ward now as well for setting all this up. So everyone hates Ward. Uh, Not and us. Joy tries to stop them. <laughs> we love you, Ward. <laughs> I hope you can feel our love. Across the screen. Oh, I might just tweet him again and just be like, "We we love Ward." I tweeted him the other day. I was just like, "We all love Ward." He's the best. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, Joy tries to stop them taking Danny, but Harold just tells him to carry on leaving. And then we get this elevator scene, and I was convinced we got an elevator fight scene here for some reason. Um, but, we didn't. but this is where we hear the story of the sack man, which I was like, "That's horrible." goes and kidnaps children because I was like if he's because I don't know why I didn't imagine it as like a man with a sack I imagined it like a sack man like Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas and so he eats the kids and they become part of him I know I thought it was just really creepy that's very icky yeah yeah that's what I had in my mind um, Bakuto says that someone in the hand is very anxious to work with the Iron Fist to change the world. And I wrote in my notes, could this person be Sigourney Weaver? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone's and... very anxious to meet you. Her name is Ellen Ripley. <laughs> yeah, Ellen Ripley. She wants you to help her fight a xenomorph. She wants you to use the Iron Fist to punch a xenomorph into dust. Yes. Um, and I think this is the scene you were talking about earlier. Was it Moira? Well, this is the scene where I noticed that Danny had the shaky head of rage. Yeah, it was um, one of them. <laughs> that he tends to do when he gets angry. Um, so as they're heading down the hall, Danny begins to meditate and he manages to make the Iron Fist. Uh, I love the piano bit in this. We get a little piano version of the theme. It's really nice, the music. 
It even managed to get me excited for a minute. I really wanted to see him kick all their asses. And then when his fist fails, I'm like, oh. We don't know why the fist fails. Like, why does the fist fail? Well, it's something about his chi. That's all we know. Realigning that chi. Or or I think, here's my pet theory, it has more to do with he has to be more confident of his purpose. Mm, Maybe. I like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Bakuto's like i will help you realign your chi but i mean mm-hmm. he showed danny how to realign his chi when they were at the compound at the hand right. compound and Which it was I... literally like five tai chi moves so i was like yeah. danny could have done that before he came over mm-hmm. you know but um, i think it has more to do with his well i'm just making this up as i go along but almost like in order to access that power there has to be a purity of heart sort of idea mm-hmm you know what I mean? And I think well, because he's, he's so, he says he doesn't know who he is or anything. Right. So because he's so muddled, so. I think that's what it's reflecting. I, now I feel like I'm an in English major and, and I've read a novel and I'm telling you my interpretation in an essay. But anyway, um, there will yeah. be a quiz at the end. Right? <laughs> exactly. But I think maybe that's what it's trying to represent. Okay. Um, and then this is where we, uh, his fist glows and he smashes the cuffs. He goes to punch Bakuto, but he gets fist, uh, malfunction i guess and yes. colleen and davos attack from nowhere and we get this big fight and it's pretty awesome bakuto says he's willing to chop danny to pieces but not kill him uh what do you think about this fight scene because i thought this fight the, the fight scenes in this episode were really good uh yeah like i think they saved all their best moves for this episode yeah we've had like a few good little fight scenes before but nothing major and it's um we get two, I think, really good ones in, well, maybe even three, because uh, if you include, like, Danny and Davos later, but um, a lot, I, I thought this one was really good. The fact that you have each of them fighting someone, there's, like, a, a moment where, like, I love the moment where Danny catches the sword, like, Bakute thrusts the sword towards him, and Danny catches it between his palms, mm-hmm. um, and then Davos is just giddy about breaking everyone's arms, apparently. He's just like, I break your arm, I break your arm, I break your arm, I break your arm. Um, I hope all the people and uh, the, yeah. who are waiting for fight scenes are uh, happy now. Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, there's loads of fighting in this episode. It's uh, really, really good stuff. I lo- there's a moment as well towards the end. I think it's just as Bakuto runs off that I really like where Bakuto kind of, or Danny like kind of goes to grab Bakuto and... Bakuto leaps over Danny's arm and Danny's almost like reaching for air. It's just done so quick. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good. And the guy playing Bakuto, again, I think we said before, I think it's a really graceful fighter like in the fight scenes or his stunt double anyway. But yeah. I think mm-hmm. he, he does them really well. He just seems very, very graceful in, uh, in doing the fight scenes. Speaking of stunt doubles, so, I, there was a scene cool. a few episodes ago. Maybe it was one or two episodes ago. I can't remember which one, but... Uh, I don't think I got to ask about it. There's a scene where uh, Danny like jumps off a wall and grabs a ladder when he's like infiltrated. Oh yeah, yeah. Was that actually the real actor? It looked <laughs> looked like him. I don't know because I um, I read something that where people were saying they thought it was actually Finn Jones, but I I I honestly don't know. I mean, it, it looked fantastic as far as I could tell. It was Finn Finn Jones. Um, the fact that we couldn't tell is obviously really good, mm. you know, good work by if it was the stunt double. But I don't know. Um, no, I would like to know. I'll try and find out, like, the stunt double and ask him on Twitter or something. Yeah. 
Because um, I would like to know, because we know sort of how much stuff Charlie Cox did on Daredevil. Um, but I don't know about, uh, you know, in terms of Finn Jones' stunt double compared to... As for this episode... You know, um uh, I've seen I've seen so many things in movies and TV and stuff that end up in these in this exact spot, like those arches down the stairs. <laughs> in, I think that's in Central Park. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Bethesda well, Terrace. Yeah. Like they managed to like run here in like two seconds in Central yes. Park. Yeah. And so I mean, me and Moira ended up here <laughs> when we were in New York a couple of years ago because also they filmed um, the scene in Jessica Jones where <laughs> I think it's in like episode twelve as well of Jessica jones it's very late in the season uh, it was the scene filmed here as well that we saw what well, i saw being filmed in the park mm. um which takes place just on a path up from from here and it's when jessica jones finds this guy that's killed himself under kilgrave's orders um but yeah this is like quite a bit into the park so mm. it's not right on the edge so um no. i just but it seemed like i've seen the, it in the, everything you know the mission I- tower yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I spent it's, a lot. Of, I spent a lot of time in this area in Grand Theft Auto Four, going on rampages. Nice. Um, but uh, I also, every time I see this, I just picture a little Kevin McAllister jumping in the back of that yes. horse, horse carriage <laughs> in Home Alone Two. Well, this is actually my favorite. My favorite place in New York, um, and it also fe- it features in like obviously a lot of stuff um, I like. And I I remember when I saw. Uh, Angels in America, the the miniseries for the first time. One of the characters at the end of that comments that it's his favorite place in New York, and I was like, oh, it's my favorite place too. Um, I just I just love it, particularly under the terrace, you know, with the arches. I, was I just about think to it's say, it's so beautiful there that you could see it quite well when they were having their fight. Some of just how pretty it is. I love yeah. it there too. And yes, now it's always the place where we we found you, Claire. It's like <laughs> it will always be when we were searching for Claire. There she was. Yes. It's also the place that um, people who follow our Facebook or Twitter will have seen this post uh, as well. Um, but I'll relay the story again. Anyway, um, I had a dream a few weeks ago. <laughs> uh, I had a dream that I went to New York again with my family, I think. And I wanted to go to Bethesda Terrace because I was like, oh, last time I was here, they were filming Jessica Jones. It was really cool. And so we went to visit Bethesda Terrace and they happened to be filming The Defenders. Yeah. And it was like, oh, what a coincidence. Um, but the scene they were filming was the best thing because they'd built like a set in front of the fountain and it was the inside of a shoe shop. And the scene involved all the defenders having a fight and they were throwing shoes at each other. Yeah. <laughs> just like hiding behind shoe displays and picking up sneakers and like just lobbing them at each other's heads and laughing. And that was the scene they were filming. And I remember being like, Oh, I wouldn't have expected this in the Defenders. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that was a Bethesda, a Bethesda uh, Terrace in my, far, in my dream. How far back do they keep, like, uh, bystanders when they're doing something like that? Um, I don't know about this because, I mean, this, obviously this is a night shoot. When they were filming the stuff down the bottom, there's the bridge that goes over the top. They may have allowed bystanders up there looking. But, I mean, when... We were there and they were filming down one of the little paths. I mean, we were pretty near. We were pretty They just close. had, yeah, I mean, you could, it was maybe, you could see um, Mr. Ritter and everything. I mean, yeah, she, uh, maybe, you could hear the line. See everything. I bet you 100 meters away, that's all. Like, it, she was close. Oh, yeah. yeah it was I'd sort of up because the path went up, right? And there were some trees. Yeah. And, yeah, we could see what she was wearing. We could see who she was chatting with. It yeah, must be hard was, not to catch yeah. any looky-loos in, in your frame when you're filming. <laughs> 
because the path was on kind of an angle, like where they filmed, I think, wouldn't have been looking back at us down below. It, you know what I mean? It was high. It was above us. So they wouldn't have caught any of us. But we could look up yeah. and see that for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty neat. It was awesome. It was, um, I mean, I, I think this scene with all the fighting, like this scene is long that they're, they're in this location. I think it would have been impossible for them to do this in the daytime. They would have had to have done it at night. And I presume that's a brain machine as well. Um, because they would have filmed this over a few evenings. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, yeah, they wouldn't have been able to do this in the daytime. There's no way. No, it's um, just packed all the time. It's yeah, it's people. so packed. Yeah. But, yeah, it's my favourite place in New York. I just mm. I love it there. Um, so, so, obviously, they all run to, to this location. And Bakuto tells Colleen that she has no honour and is too weak to be in the hand. And I wrote in my notes, get him, Colleen! <laughs> And I love that we have Colleen take Bakudo down because if it had been Danny, I would have kind of been pissed because this is Colleen's fight. Yeah. Uh, but Danny and gets I to love have the a fact fight. that. Oh yeah, and then Danny gets a fight too, which is his fight. <laughs> this is um, where he like was doing his serious, his, yeah, his head. Oh yeah, he was yeah, like, that was oh, I'm gonna shake my head. <laughs> 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 um, I love the start of the Colleen and Bakudo fight. Um, we don't get any music. It's just the sound of the rain and the thunder and, like, the sounds of the punching. I thought that was really nice. And then the music kind of came in a bit later in the fight. Um, but, yeah, I thought this fight was great. There was only one moment I was a bit like, ooh, there was a bit of a wire-fu moment, and I thought it looked a bit weak. Um, but the rest of it I thought was, was excellent. Oh, where they, where they both kind of leap in the air a bit too high? Is that yeah. Yeah, yeah, they kind I, of stay yeah. in the air a bit too long. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. I love the way he breaks her sword and then it's not, she has that line about it's not your weapon, it's what you do with it or something. And boom, right into the thigh. Like, oh, yes, so good. Yes. <laughs> so good. The way she just yeah. kicks it and it just goes straight oh. into it. Oh, it was brilliant. That's so great. Um, and Danny wants to interrupt, but Davos stops him because he's like, no, mm. this, is, this is her fight. Uh, Colleen stabs Bakuta and he collapses. She's going to do the killing blow, but stops. Um, Davos wants to obviously kill Bakudo because also, like, you should know that this guy is going to have the power to come back from the dead. He's going to have the power to come back from the dead. You need to properly kill him. You know, this is a bad guy. But do you think it's possible that um, that Danny and Davos don't know that about people being brought back from the dead by the hand? Like, is they, it possible? Actually, I don't think they know. It. I think only Ward. No, right. So, but, so, I mean, he's an evil ninja. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, if, all I'm saying is if Stick was there, Stick would be like, chop him into pieces yes. and <laughs> burn toss him to the four yeah. corners of the earth. Burn him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. they Stick's didn't teach them everything. No, they I didn't know, teach them everything in Kunlun, I guess. They don't know everything. Yeah. Mm. Um,. So this is when Bakudo starts trash-talking Danny, and he's like, if you kill me, all you will be is a living weapon. If you kill me, I, I will rise stronger than ever, or whatever it is the Emperor says in Tolls. <laughs> yeah. That famous line. And then Davos suddenly grabs the knife and stabs Bakudo in the heart, and then Bakudo dies? Question mark. <laughs> so after that point, because, of course, mm -hmm. 
I'd watched it once already and knew that his body was going to go missing. This time when I rewatched it, every time during the fight when they were the camera was panning past, you could see Colleen in silhouette standing there. I kept looking, is the body there? Is the body there? Is the body there? <laughs> and and it's there every time until, you know, when they do the reveal that it's not. So I'm like, okay, they didn't give us even a clue. We didn't see, you know, minions in the background. We didn't see him dragging his body off. So... Oh, I'm like, darn. Just in like really quick. I wanted, I wanted a little tiny Easter egg in the background or something. That, that would have been would cool. We'd give you a if hint. You pause, you could just see a, a minion <laughs> in his hungries in the background. <laughs> 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 it's all I can think of now because of minions. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's <laughs> all right. Sorry, not um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so this is when Danny and Davos start arguing again. Davos tells Danny he's not a warrior, he's a failure. And Kundun would be better if little Danny had never been found. I was like, oh, that's that's harsh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of kind of could be true though. <laughs> Sorry, Danny. Well, yeah, but he, exactly, he has a point. Again, so. no one guarding Kundun at this point. Yeah. Um, and we get. Did you guys notice the little sort of not really an Easter egg, but a tradition we've had in the shows in this scene? No. I think this is the first time in this this season. In every show, in every Netflix show so far, we've had the main character fly into a pile of garbage, and we had that in this scene. <laughs> That's true. But I wrote in my notes. Oh, Danny! Danny is, is such a rich guy. He flies into posh garbage because it's like neatly piled up garbage in bags. None of it's spilling out, and it's 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 in this location, and behind it is this beautiful like mural on the wall. It's like the poshest garbage ever. <laughs> but yeah, so that's this. This is his turn to fly into a pile of garbage. Um, and this is the moment I said earlier where Danny manages to summon the Iron Fist and he tells Davos that he is Danny Rand and the Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of looks surprised at the, the fist or is he surprised at himself that he was threatening Davos with the fist? I think it's that. I think it's, it's the, that. Yeah, it's that. Yeah. And it kind of sounded like Davos was crying. And I was like, Davos, you're not crying, are you? <laughs> Mm. It's just it the rain, seem, rain's in my eyes. <laughs> it doesn't seem like the crying type. I don't know. Uh, I really thought so. I think Danny shocked himself. I think you're right. He yeah. didn't know he had a yeah, he had a dark side. Um so oh, now you are dark, more, we know he has a dark side because he removes the brown M and M's from a pack of M Um So Davos warns that there's going to be consequences and then he runs off into the night. Uh, Matt, what do you think is going to happen with Davos? He's going to become Bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I was wish. the point of doing that little Bullseye trick? Like, they haven't used it again. Why would they waste it on this character if he's not Bullseye? Wait, remind me of that. He was excited. Well, it was when he first appeared and, and he, he was... stole a food truck. Right. And we recording he... a food truck ninja. And he folded up some, like, right. foil... And you made it into um, stars, little things. throwing stars. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's a bullseye thing. See, I know nothing, Matt. Remember, well, I know nothing. Bullseye basically is uh, a daredevil villain, and his power <laughs> is he can turn anything into a deadly weapon. Oh. So okay. he, okay. if he had like a, a paperclip, he could. Um, I mean, in the movie, he, he had a paperclip and he unrolled it and he threw that at someone and it stabbed them in the neck and killed them. And he killed, you know, he can and he kill, killed, and he killed lady, someone with a peanut. Yeah, he killed a lady yeah. who was annoying him on the plane with a peanut by ricocheting it off something <laughs> into her throat. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's cool. He can, like, kill using okay. anything. And now, thank he's, you. Um, 
he's a very big. I mean, I'm really, I'm really hoping he's he turns up for season three of Daredevil. He's kind of the last really big character that hasn't shown up in Daredevil because in the comics, um, so in Daredevil season two, obviously we saw Elektra get killed by um, uh, by Nobu. Whereas in the comics, it was actually Bullseye that killed Elektra um, by stabbing her through the abdomen and killed her. And uh, he later killed, so he killed her with his, her own sigh, like she died in the show. And then he later killed uh, Karen Page with using um, Daredevil's own belief club. And he killed Karen in front of him by throwing the belief club at her and it pierced her heart. And so, so he's killed two of Daredevil's um, loves of his life. Wow. But, you know, the character of Davos, the way they portrayed him here, um, I'd be shocked if he turned into a bad guy just because mm. I know he's frustrated and he's disillusioned with Danny, but he seems to be so loyal to Kunlun that I, like, as he walked away, I thought, well, isn't he just going to go back and go guard the passage now? Cause, you know, and pretend to be a wannabe iron fist or something? <laughs> I don't know. But that's, that's sort of, yeah. you know, what I was picturing. Because he just seems so single-minded, is my point, mm. that yeah. I, yeah. Well, someone has to go and go. And do the well, that's what I'm thinking. Yes. <laughs> Get on a plane, buddy. Then off you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this is when we find out that Bakuto is gone. And I was like, that's because you didn't remove his head. <laughs> um, everyone knows you remove zombie and killing, you know, zombie ninjas' uh, heads. Exactly. Get in the game, people. Yeah. So the next morning, Harold and Ward uh, bring Joy to the hospital. Well, I guess it's, I mean, the sun's rising. Uh, Ward sits down to do the paperwork, and Harold is looking around the waiting room in disgust. Oh, Have Harold, they never heard of yourself. calling an ambulance? Seriously. <laughs> like, ah, oh, people, no, she's bleeding out. Call the a- ambulance. Ambulances device. are expensive. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh. They have like trillions of dollars. Meaches oh, aren't made of Harold. money. Oh my! <laughs> Harold, don't be looking in disgust at these people. You are uh-huh. literally a zombie. You're a zombie. You, yes, you're made of slime molds at this point. You from were the coughing pond, up peat moss earlier. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're like like fifty percent swamp thing at this point. Yeah, don't be so high mighty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it's um, so watching him be so disgusted. It's so funny. Oh, oh yeah, it's funny. Um. And this this scene as well, what he says to all, I mean, he's just he's just he's so creepy and horrible because he, he's like, oh, yeah, it took balls to try and kill me a second time. Kind of reminded me of my own relationship with my father, you know, and you're sort of stepping up to the plate. And I just I, I just love the look on Ward's face because it's, it's just like because we know all Ward wants to do is escape. And it's just this kind of thing of because he's basically saying to Ward, oh, you, you're just going to turn into me. It's the you know, you're going to, I'm just like my dad and you're going to turn into me and Ward's face. I just, I just want Ward well, to escape. Bless. And, yeah. And that he, that his dad still has this delusion that he's going to scoop the three of them together into some little unit and carry on. And yeah, yeah. I think Ward is just fantasizing about how soon can I chop your head off? Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, this oh. do this paper that I have in my hands. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe I could paper cut your head off. Hmm. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he, uh, uh, Harold wants it to just be the three of them. Mm. He's not bothered about Danny. Uh, so Danny calls Harold to ask after Joy, and he says that they killed Bakuto. And then Harold's like, huh, well, where will you be, Danny? And mm. Danny's a dum-dum and tells him. Mm. Well, yeah. 
I mean, he's. Yeah. I don't. I guess he hasn't been given a reason just to distrust the Meachams yet. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Well, not a reason to distrust um, Harold anyway. Yeah. Like he doesn't trust Ward because he thinks Ward's working with the hand. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Danny and Colleen head back to the dojo and he, this is when they talk about family and <laughs> what you were saying earlier, Maura. I put in my notes, Danny's been looking for a family all his life. Little does he know that he'll soon find his defenders who will be his forever family. <laughs> He's going to find his forever home. Um, and then in the next scene, when Colleen wakes up in the morning to hear this hip-hop music, this is actually my favourite music moment of the entire series. I had one last... Uh, in Luke Cage, my favourite song. This is my favourite song in the entire series. I love this song so much. <laughs> Even though this is a weird kind of sanitised version. But um, uh, this is Come Down by Anderson Pack, I think his name is. Hmm. Oh, I love this song so much. I've had it on my iPod since the show aired and been dancing around to it when I've been doing my cleaning. <laughs> How did you guys um, interpret this? Because I'm... Okay, she watches him for a little bit, and I'm thinking that she's trying to follow his moves. But I'm thinking, well, if you were trying to follow his moves, why would you stand in front of him? Yeah, really. Or, I think this is the same Tai Chi moves they did before when he well, was doing Tai Chi with her, but they just say so that's why she knows them. Okay, but then then when he takes her arms like he's trying to guide her, mm-hmm. it, it was just strange. It just struck me as a bit funny. Like, she kept turning like she was trying to watch him and then emulate what he was doing, and... I don't know. It just seems a little strange to me. That's all. When they put their palms out, they're totally like having palm sex. Oh, completely. Right then and there. I was like, if palms could have sex, they're having sex, those two palms. Their auras were entwined, Claire, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Completely. She is mingling. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then this is when we get the last thing of Ward uh, phoning up or texting him to tell him to get out now and Harold has set him up. And we see what we think is the hand, uh, these guys running into the building with guns. But when they fight them, they realize they're actually from the DEA. And so Danny and Colleen run. Uh, what do you think about this ending? Because it does kind of wrap things up, sort of. I mean, apart from, I guess, Harold. But And then it's like, oh, this is what's going to happen next episode. Well, wrap things up. I don't know. Bakudo's missing. He's wandering around, so he's still an ominous evil force to be reckoned with, right? They had their defeat of him in this show, though, so I don't think he'll be back for this, okay. for this show. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay. And, and I mean, Howard isn't gone, so... <laughs> um, I, he's hmm. Yeah. And like, what, is still around? You, yeah, that's what I mean. So what's it actually wrapped up for us? Just Danny finding I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I just felt like it was. I don't know. Just this episode yeah. felt like a finale to me. Oh, okay. But maybe it's because I can't remember what happens. <laughs> well, then I'm looking forward to the next re- episode. Oh my god! I remember I, the last oh. shot. I remember the very last me, shot. Me too. That's it. The rest, complete mystery. Absolute blank. No idea. I remember. A couple, <laughs> remember a couple of other bits, but yeah, I yeah. can't remember what makes up the vast majority of the episode. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think it's because I really remembered this episode because I loved all the fighting in it. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Well, you know what episode, it is? Guys. Now I know. I know I've got it. It's because <laughs> you wanted this to be the end because this was memorable. <laughs> yeah. And the next is not as much. I think it that's what my favorite is. song. I'm like, yeah, yes, he dancing yes, around to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, 
I do. When I heard this song, though, like because this is the censored version they play in the show, um, I was thinking, well, this is on the iPod that Danny had when he was ten. Uh, I don't think you should have been listening to this song when he was ten. <laughs> His parents um, should not have let him listen to this this song. Uh, right, are you guys ready for two little Easter eggs? They're little teens, teens, Easter eggs this week. Yes, I missed lunch, so, so I'd love some, please. Yes. Okay. Well, they're teeny tiny ones. Um, so I hope you're not too hungry. <laughs> so in the comics, I've already mentioned uh, that Pakuto was a character, obviously, in the comics. Um, he was killed in Daredevil issue 507. Um, but even though the storyline he appeared in, which was Shadowland, did feature Colleen Wing, he was not killed by Colleen Wing. He was killed by another character called the White Tiger, uh, also known as Angela Del Toro, who was mentioned in Jessica Jones season one. That's a mm-hmm. that's a hero too, isn't it? Yeah, a white tiger. White tiger. Yeah. yeah, there's been a few different white said, tigers. She. I thought you said Bakuto mm-hmm. in the comics was a good guy. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I maybe hinted that he was <laughs> <laughs> because I like playing the mind games with you. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, he's a he's a bad guy in the comics, but he, they didn't base him on on him at all in the comics. I oh. mean, he's obviously a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> And then the other one is just a little Easter egg, which is that Harold mentions that he has always wanted to go to Australia. In reality, David Wenham, the actor who plays Harold, is an Australian. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Yum, 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 yum. Thank you. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Do you guys have any quotes, Maura Brown? I do have one. Hang I on. Don't. Give me one, one moment you, yeah. to bring it up. Oh, my... you, okay. So this one is from... Our favorite place in the world, Bethesda Terrace. <laughs> um, he's trying to draw you out. I know, but he's mine. Yeah. You're mine. You go get him, Colleen. You go, girl. Did you say you don't have any, Matt? No. I have enough for you, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> Unless you want one of mine. <clears throat> uh, I mean, there's Ward and Davos in this episode, so of course I have quotes, because <laughs> particularly with Ward, I love him so much. There's a bit where he uh, he says to Pacuto, are you with the hospital? No, I'm with the hand. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, Ward. Uh, Moira, do you have any other quotes? No, no, I just did, just did the one, you know. I did, I did like it when Davos mentioned, I'm the only rational one here. I was like, yes, yes, you are. <laughs> Uh, what the quotes I have obviously there was the one about Kyle actually I think that's the only other one I have which is have you seen Kyle around here lately <laughs> who's Kyle yes oh no I had another one which was Bakuto being all sarky oh no I have two of his I do have a lot of quotes Bakuto at one point says looks like I interrupted a lovely family moment about the Meachams <laughs> and then he also says you poor people are a mess I know a good family therapist I can recommend should any of you survive the night <laughs> Oh, that is a good one. <laughs> I was like, he's just like, Mwah. oh, Bakuto. Uh, right, so let's do feedback then. I've got one email from my friend and yours, Nutty. Maura Brown, would you like to read this with your dulcet tones? I'd love to. Uh, let me copy and paste. Yes, it will appear any moment, I know. It will appear in the sky pitch. Here we go. Yes. There you go. Ah, okay. <clears throat> All right. Still going from memory. Still haven't seen episode 13. 
I think I forgot to talk about how angry Danny was in the last episode, but you all will do that for me, I am sure. Oh, <laughs> and whichever episode, hold on, whichever episode there was, that narrow hallway fight with Danny and Davos, I was really mad because they used none, none, no, none, I think she means none, use none of the moves from the hallway forms that already exist. There really? are a whole. I didn't even yeah. know that was a thing. Like, like, Apparently, like <laughs> there oh. are whole forms and techniques designed for that exact scenario and nothing. Oh, wow. This, I never knew that. There's a hallway fighting technique, I suppose. Well, yes. that would make sense because, like, you couldn't do any of the fancy <laughs> spinny kicks and stuff, could you? So That's true. Yeah. You're ne- never, like, any listeners, never get into a fight with Nutty in a hallway. <laughs> You know, I was going to say as an aside, her her feedback makes me more and more afraid every time. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Nutty, but who knew? (laughs) Anyway. We love you, Nutty. Yes, we do. (laughs) This episode was good for the fact that Ward is interesting to watch. I get him betraying his dad, and he tried so hard to get Joy safe. I feel bad for Joy. She deserves better. She's not perfect, but even bad people deserve better than Harold and Ward. I take it Nutty's not really a word fan. Um, okay, Harold. Uh, I think she doesn't mind him. She like I know she likes Joy. Okay, um, Harold's supposed last words were so evil and very fitting for him. Sucking up to Ward after neither of those people have any real loyalties. Wait, who's she referring to there? Because uh, well, in the hospital he's kind of sucking up to Ward, isn't he? Oh, so I guess she thinks that, he, that, that Harold doesn't have any real loyalties. Okay. But I don't know about Ward. Yeah. I don't know. The fights were marginally better in this episode because Colleen had fight scenes. Jessica can fight better than Finn, so it makes for interesting fights, sort of. <laughs> um, yeah. Danny gets the Iron Fist back, I think, question mark. He does. And, yeah, we, we think. We think so, too. Um, and Ward warns Daddy, Danny, sorry, likely not because he's concerned about Danny, but because he hates his dad so much. All right. One more episode. Can they wrap it up? Yes. Yes, they can. There, there are seven episodes more than this show needs to be. <laughs> I like it, but I think they need help with pacing for sure. Nutty. Yeah. I agree with you. I Nutty. agree. Thank you, Nutty. I would say three more episodes. I, I think ten episodes still would be good, but I think they could even trim this down to like eight, um, and it would yeah, still work. Yeah, you've said that before, and I, I think you're right. It's the kind of thing where we really just need the meat, you know? Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's enough there to chew on. They don't have to have other stuff. Yeah, we don't need the the kind of extra bits. and. No. Although then they might cut out stuff like Kyle and, I mean, and Gary. I mean, what would we do without Gary? <laughs> Hmm. Matt would not be pleased. Yeah, it's a conundrum. <laughs> that, I mean, Matt A, but also Matt H. <laughs> um, cool. Well, thank you, Nutty, as always. Um, now it's time to rate this episode. Maura Brown, you can go first. Oh, Lord, I hadn't thought about that. Um, <laughs> I really hadn't. Uh, okay, so let me just think about it in the context of everything. I... Uh, I agree with you. There was a lot of fun stuff here. Um, the last words from Howard and, you know, Ward kind of getting his groove Harold, back. And Sorry, I, I was going to say to you Harold, but every time you say Harold, I'm like... I'm sorry, I know, Harold. 
Um, but yeah, I will mention that next week. And there's also something else we thought might happen and didn't. And we were kind of looking out for that as well. Um, cool. Uh, okay. Well, Moira, our lovely guest, do you have anything to plug? Do you have a secret podcast that we're not aware of? <laughs> not a secret one. I just keep popping up on little spots here and there. So I just did a bit on, uh, oh, I can't think the name of it. It's the Six Feet Under podcast that I guested on. It's, yeah. No, a different one. That was mine. <laughs> but in any case, yeah, the odd little bit of feedback here and there, and you know, in between. And then you're in fashion class next week as well, aren't you? No, I'm not because oh, I'm, away. I'm away. I'm oh. away. I know. I quietly took my name off of that only because I realized oh, it, was, it was. There was a con. I know. I know. Sorry. There's a conflict, and I can't can't do it. So I'm sad because it's fun. But um, yeah, just this and that here and there. And they listen and enjoy it. This is such fun. So thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, mate. And uh, you have to come back for Defenders as well. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just assumed I'd be invited. Oh, a little arrogant on me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Your invitation course. is in the post. We're going to send it like the, uh, the little wooden things in that episode of Iron Fist to all the assassins on a piece oh, of bamboo on, so a, cool. on a velvet cushion. Yeah, that's it. how right, invites that. go. Yeah, in my front door. I thought <laughs> Uh, Matt, have you got anything extra to to plug this week? Mm, the Twin Peaks podcast. We're uh, going week to week, reviewing the new Twin Peaks. Uh, Shenmue AM2 podcast. We and talk it's about, awesome. Yeah, we talk about the game Shenmue. Hooplecast, we talk about Deadwood, but now we're talking about HBO pilots. Um, <laughs> Matt is wrong about games, talking about video games. Uh... That's good. <laughs> You're, you are everywhere, buddy. You are <laughs> everywhere. It's taken yeah. over the internet. Oh. I'm trying to beat Robin. I'm so happy Robin. Twin Peaks podcast is back. <laughs> yeah, beat Robin's record. Yeah, exactly. I'm so happy Twin Peaks podcast is back because it was the first podcast I ever listened to. <laughs> and I will send feedback, I promise. <laughs> um, but I'm really loving listening to it. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and it's very interesting listening to a Twin Peaks podcast where – Obviously, none of us know what's going to happen. It's kind of a very mm-hmm. different feeling. Yep. Uh, yeah, and I am on Calavici Fashion Cars, where we talk about Quantum Leap. We've got two episodes until we reach the end of uh, season two, so we are speeding through them. Uh, lots of fun. Uh, check us out on that with uh, Tammy from this podcast and also Brad from the Twin Peaks podcast. So now it's time to talk about the finale next week. The episode is called Dragon Plays with Fire. Hmm. Uh, and a little synopsis for you, Matt. <laughs> oh, is in a, in a desperate search to clear his name, Danny learns a terrible truth that places him on a new path. What is that terrible <laughs> truth, Matt? <laughs> Fire hurts. <laughs> it places him on the path of recovering oh, from his burns. He basically on the path to the Burns unit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe he learns that, after all, he's not even the Iron Fist. It is actually Davos. Yeah. No. He's yeah. actually he's um, actually the Iron Fist's uh, uh, weaker version, Jelly Fist. <laughs> Look, I can turn my fist into lemon jelly. That's why yellow. <laughs> wobble, 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 wobble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna wobble my fist at you. <laughs> oh man, uh, Moira, would you like to take us out with an Excelsior? I would love to. Are we ready? 
Excelsior! Wee! <laughs> Yay! Felt like you were taking everyone. me on a trip. Flying away. <laughs> Excelsior. Hey, yes. Yay! Yeah. Let's grab Moira's hands and fly off into the sunset. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!